Welcome to the Crappier Cast. I'm Josh. That's Who can only do two things at once? Jeff. At least that's, that's what we hear from your mom. Uh-huh. Wow, dude. So funny. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome when, to show two, everybody. Yeah, whatever. Ow. Anyways, Chris, how you doing, man? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wells. Yep. Howdy, man. Pretty good. Hey, you're not talking on the red dot, are you? I am talking on the red dot. Okay. All right. I just we, wanted to make sure you didn't sound like you were. Yeah. Uh, we have a special guest with us. Do you want to introduce yourself, special guest? Sure you do. Well, you don't, you have, don't a have a red dot. Oh, wait. That, let me see, turn around. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't have a red dot on his mic. All right, well, we'll Bingo. find out. Keep talking. Speak up. Keep talking? Yeah, or start talking. Hello. Hello. My name is Gavin. I'm with Divine Barrel. I'm the general manager and part owner. Hey, Gavin. Thanks for having us. Uh, as we discussed show one, we were here hanging out at Divine Barrel this afternoon. Uh, we've had a great time so far, and uh, now we're on to show two. All right. You know, as we do, because, uh, you know, kayfabe. Wait. Yeah, so we, we, we only here, do yeah. one show. A, a but yeah, thanks so for having back. us here at, at Divine Barrel we, for a uh, second week. Yeah. Well, yeah, a few of us have been here, so we we've been here a couple of times. We promise so. we'll clean up our room yeah. when we're done. Okay, Maybe. okay. <laughs> Would you have to be able to do that? I don't know. So, uh, um, you know, Divine Barrel, this place is nice. So I've, this is only my second time here. Okay, so, uh, I came here once, uh, just a few weeks ago, actually. Uh, came in here, and you got how long have you guys been open? We've been open. Uh, we're a week short of five months at this point. Week short wow. of five months. This place is beautiful. Like you know, and one thing I noticed when I walked in, kind of the days of. Brewery tap rooms being a warehouse with a plywood bar and somebody right. serving you stuff is gone, man. I mean, this place is like A plus. It's beautiful, gorgeous inside. Thank you. Beautiful furniture, beautiful atmosphere, great location, man. Those the old days are gone. Yeah, I mean, we stained and polyurethaned every piece of wood in here. It's wow. uh, it, it took a lot of time and a lot of effort, and we uh, we wanted to have a beautiful tap room to get people to come in here and enjoy themselves. Do you guys do your own uh, tin ceiling tiles? Is that all? Hand we, done or, or we hand? I, I guess it's all hand done, right? But I mean, like, did you guys actually do that? Or we cut it and we installed it. Yes. Wow. Um, same with it's the bathrooms. There's very, uh, yeah. tin roofing in there too. Rustic. So. Rusted. Yes, definitely rusted. But we polyurethaned <laughs> oh, the heck out of it. Yeah, we did. We both did. Some of us were slower than others. But uh, no, no, it's it's absolutely great. Uh, this is the kind of place that I feel comfortable in. Uh, this is my third or fourth trip here. I love coming here, and uh, I know it's like, I keep telling my wife, I'm like, you would love it here because the aesthetic is very much of the kind of stuff that she likes. You got the, you know, like old-timey Edison-looking light bulbs and the, the, the tin roof, uh, tin yes. ceiling stuff all over the place and the wood, and it just, it, it is gorgeous here. I absolutely love it. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's, well, that's what we're going for. And I was going to say, what's funny is, <clears throat> so Wells was, was the one to bring me here the first time I was about to leave the city, and then... <laughs> When I left for the month, and then we, I left again for the Dominican, the three of us came here. Yeah, so yeah. Like, As my wife said, is that the second time Josh is leaving? That's kind of like Mark, right? He right. keeps saying he's leaving. Is he actually leaving this time? Well, you know, I leave and come back. Because I How can I miss you if you don't go away? Well, because I kept, I, kept I kept using the same excuse. I'm like, babe, she, you know, you, you got to realize he's going to be gone for like a month, and there's like not any beer in the DR, so he wants to go someplace and have beer, so we're going to go and... Take a Friday and go to Brooks and like we do. Come to Divine, right? Which so, is a good routine to be in, I think. It so is. Chris, I have to ask. We broke your Brooks cherry. Oh yeah, today. you did. <laughs> what was your opinion? Uh, it's a good dirty burger. I mean, okay. it's like as advertised. Um, hey man, I, I was looking for. So when when we got there, I had mentioned to Wells, "Have you ever been to the Varsity in Atlanta? It's like dirty chili dogs, right? It's right. just." Dirty chili burger, man. It was good, as advertised. What makes it a dirty chili dog? Do it's they drop it on like, the floor in front nah, of you? It's basically just the chili's not like, you would not eat a bowl of that. 
right? I guess you could. <laughs> you could order. You like can a, get it to go, man. It's more like I would say it's more like hot dog sauce instead of like yeah, a I bowl of it. chili with like beans and peppers and. That feels stuff like in a it. challenge. Yeah. I do, I do. Hey guys, actually, uh, today actually, we're doing a Brooks chili challenge. I dare you. <laughs> pay for it now and you. pay for it later. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do it now because it's balls ass hot, <laughs> but challenge accepted. All right. Yeah, when it gets a little cool outside, yeah. like I feel like you know, like, yeah, yeah challenge accepted. I can do it. The bowl though. Yeah, I'll get a bowl of it. I get to pick the bowl. Okay. Are you going right. to get one of those IPA bowls that we talked about oh, last absolutely. time? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed, like I noticed you guys, Gabby, you don't have the IPA bowls here. We were talking about that on the last show, the, the brewery that's using the, the, the cereal bowl to put their IPA in because <laughs> clearly that's the best vessel for <laughs> beer. I mean, beer. there's such a thing called proper glassware. Yes. I, th- I think that's what we're going this for. proper AF, is yeah, it not? Yeah. No? Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's where we want to be. <sighs> Oh, well. We can't so talk- I ask you, so we've talked about this on the show before, and, and I do like your glassware here. Do you guys have a big problem with glassware walking out the door? We didn't in the beginning, in the, Until today. the first two months, but um, we've seen a recent uptick in certain glasses. Uh, anytime we do a 20-ounce pour of, well, we, we'll have two beers as of today that we'll be pouring in 20 ounces. Those tend to walk out, even though they're massive glasses. Oh, my gosh. They are Huge. Is it like yeah. a mug or a pint glass? No. Or just a giant pint I mean, glass? It's just a tall... It's basically a form of a Pilsner glass. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Or as I like to call it at home, my Big Bad Baptist glass. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, I love that beer. When you want a, a 22-ounce beer off your tap uh, and you don't have a glass, that's the one I use. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, you just use a bucket next time. Yeah. Well, I Fewer mean, trips know. to the garage. True, true. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got a Lowe's right down the street. Go grab a five-gallon paint bucket. Yeah, there we go. I mean, and, and then you can pour at least, you know, four or five of them in there. That's or right. just That's move right. your kegerator next to your chair in the living room, and then you don't have Mainline to Mainline it. <laughs> just set up an IV. Yeah. I know. As I was just about to say, I could probably just run, get some an extra long length of tubing and run it all the way upstairs. Yeah, yeah just, this would work. I could get it. I hard to believe you're using a 20-ounce glass because you've had that keg for like a year. And uh, if you're using a 20 ounce glass, that keg would be empty by now. It is. Um, I, I've I've only used the glass twice. That's my uh, when I start getting a little static from the misses about uh, you're drinking a lot lately. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I'm only gonna have one tonight. <laughs> oh, it's 22 ounces. No 22 big ounces of Big Bad Baptist. <clears throat> Whatever. As one does. Yeah, like you do. All right, we ready for news? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So. Uh, Cans that are exploding are becoming a thing. <laughs> well, because you know why not? Exploding aluminum—that's uh, that sounds a uh, not safe. Yeah, that might result in some serious injuries, perhaps. So, so this is all tying in off of the, the the more recent craze of the overly fruited Berliner Weiss. Yeah, uh, we we had the blackberry picking from Heist on here, oh uh, which is a similar type style where it's just like pulpy blackberry juice in a can um, which I haven't had any issues with I've still got a couple cans in my fridge and no problems really but well, uh, they're refrigerated yeah so uh, that, was, that was kind of folks. one of the things in the article is keep that shit refrigerated <coughs> yeah. yes yeah that that is like big tip number one keep it cold so yeah so think about fermentation for a minute so what does fermentation involve it involves yeast sugars, sugars. and temperature yep right so if you have all of a sudden, a new injection of sugars, a.k.a. fruit, yep. into a beer, which still has yeast in it, yep. and you let it get to fermenting temperatures, what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. You're going to ferment again. Yeah, it's going to ferment again and explode. Yeah. Well, and I had that happen with uh, uh, that Damascene apricot sour from, uh, from Tin Man. Had a couple of them sitting in my just regular cabinet, not in the fridge, nothing fancy going on, and 
one of them exploded in the middle of the night. It's the only one I ever had any problems with. You know, and it, it may just have been a one batch, but I mean, it is a thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this whole article to me about the exploding fruit cans and becoming a bigger problem because more and more people are doing this. Yes. To me, this is homebrewing 101, man. If you right. did anything in homebrewing, everybody was like, don't add fruit in primary fermentation. Wait till your shit's done fermenting. Yeah, wait till secondary. Go to secondary. Yep. Add your fruit and let it ferment again because yep. it's going to it's gonna ferment again. It's exactly. going to restart fermentation. You're going to have to put a blow-off tube back on it. It's going to happen again. That's what again. we do. Yeah, absolutely. So if people, are, if people are doing this, they're in a rush. To me, this is poor quality control. They're in a rush to get things out the door yeah. because they're out of capacity, just want to rush something to market and sell it. Uh, it, just, it just seems like bad quality control to me. You know, it's a, if, you're, if you have exploding cans, you're doing something wrong. Don't blame the consumer for not refrigerating it. Right. Blame yourself for not packaging it properly. Wait, the, the, the brewery's blaming people? Is this full steam? Did I miss the... Yeah, yeah. they're telling people to drink it fresh and refrigerate it. Holy city. Well, my question is, I mean, I've, I've been sitting somewhere at a bottle shop where a, a can unseamed itself. And you want to talk about, like, a gunshot going off. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm trying to pop, think of, pop. like, what type of pressure pop, pop. do these cans have to be under to have the top literally pop off? I well, mean, I mean, do, like, do you know what the PSI rating I, on aluminum cans are? I like, have no I idea, know. but you mentioned Popov, and all I thought of was vodka. Oh, uh, I, just, I threw up a little. <laughs> Not even good vodka, dude. I know. I just threw up a little. I'm not sure what the PSI would be, but I'm sure it's quite significant. Yeah. It's, I mean, at least 60? <clears throat> well, and, and, and I mean, Chris said it best. This is home brewing 101. Seriously, this is like home brewing 101. Until secondary fermentation, and you blow it off. Plain and simple. Because you're adding more sugar on top of sugar. So, or you can use zest. Yeah, is this maybe the case of breweries trying to jump on a craze before it burns out, and they're so anxious to get stuff into people's hands to make money off of it that they're not making good beer, they're just making popular beer? Well, could be. And and quick beer, right? So I think a lot of breweries may be under capacity, so it takes longer if you have to do secondary fermentation and wait for that to finish fermenting. You're taking up a tank, right? They want to move it in, move it out. That's the problem we see a lot, actually, with, uh, you know, we'll see beer that's, that's green, right? It's got diacetyl in it. It was uh, under-attenuated. A lot of things, because they rushed it to market. It wasn't done, right? The beer was green. They, they, it was not properly finished. It wasn't ready to be served, but they wanted to move it out because they needed the capacity to move other beer in. So, right. You see that a lot at startup breweries just because they're trying to move things out very quickly. Um, they don't want to take up real estate and property waiting for a beer to finish. Yeah. There's something to be said for chasing the trends. And there's something to be said for making beer the right way. Um, <clears throat> I mean, speaking of fruited beer. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I was trying to, my brain was racking, trying to remember the, the Blackberry Berliner. It wasn't Weiss the Juice. It was... Uh, Blackberry picking here? Yes. Uh, no, here? So um, your results may vary. Yes, uh, which was, you know, recommended to me because we had gushed so much over the Blackberry picking as a less pulpy version of that beer. And it absolutely was that. But I feel like it was a better representation of what that beer could be. A and better then, quality product, if you will. Yeah, I mean, and, and not really, like, I don't want to necessarily knock Heist because that's that's not really fair. It's a different... It's a same type of beer, but it's done differently. I loved that beer, and I still do, but I much more appreciated your results may vary because it was more Berliner than, you know, this other one was just like, 
well, we got to call it a beer. It hardly has any alcohol in it, so let's call it a, I don't know, we'll call it a Berliner. Whereas Results May Berry like, actually had some carbonation to it, which is what I expect from yeah, a Berliner. Yeah, that was a Goza. So, yeah, it definitely. Or, um, yeah, now, def- was it, was, you, did, you did two Blackberries here recently. Yeah. One was the, the Goza, was a Goza the and the other was, was a Berliner. Goza. I had a Goza. Was That's good. it. Tell him what he's made. No, <laughs> I, I, I just want to make sure. I, 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 the I, last Berliner was Zest Intentions. Shuck it, Trebek. Uh, or actually, that's, that's a sour, a sour wit. wit. Yeah, um, I know. So I know that one. The Berliner was. Uh, I know that one very well. That, that, that was vice okay. and juice. So we did the blackberry goza uh, as well. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just it's, for some but reason I mean, in my head it was a non-goza blackberry. Deep. It was but just that smooth. It was that damn good. Which yeah. I'll take that. Sure enough. Was that making a point? Awesome. I don't, I don't anyway, know. I, anyway, so save me. I think we just sum this on. This is poor quality control, homebrewing 101. Finish your shit before you put it in a package and sell it to people, please. Yep. Don't blame okay. the consumers for exploding cans. Well, and, and then yeah. again, I mean, you know, my big hang-up with all of that is when you start blaming your consumers, you're not putting out a stable product. Like, I get it if, hey, I sat on this beer for 12 years and it was an IPA and it tastes like trash. Okay. Or Tash, even. Yeah, it tastes like Tash. It tastes like Hop Tash. This is a Hop Tash beer. Like, I get that. But, you know, to say, oh, well, you know, you need to read up on how to properly refrigerate our beers because they're volatile. Like, that kind of scares me. Shouldn't be a thing. I did have a homebrew bottle explode once. Yeah, oh, I think we. I, 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 yeah, like, I've been there. If you, if you've ever homebrewed before, like oh, I've yeah. had stuff explode on me. I know. Chris I've homebrewed twice, prime, and I've had prime, those, so. <laughs> too much priming sugar. <laughs> I, I, I was to say I've priming had, sugar. Yep, yep. I, I've had the blowout numerous times. Oh, like, yeah. Didn't have a blow off bucket and just put you know the little cap inside of a carboy and beer and yeast all over the freaking ceiling. <laughs> but I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. You know, if you're still putting a whole bunch of fruit in secondary, you know bottle condition this stuff you know yeah. if it's going to keep fermenting then make sure it's completely uncarbonated before you put it in some sort of container and bottle condition it yeah i agree boom now now you have you know 15 psi in in a in a bottle and, and that's okay because you've planned for it yeah very true all right so uh abm dev you know they're a thing right they're a thing who who yeah i've never heard of them before yeah. what do you know they buy somebody who they do What's going on? No, their uh, market shares are just starting to fall, which I think we've all seen this coming for a very long time. It, and it's not as big. Like, this article kind of makes it seem like it's all doom and gloom, but it's not really that much of a, a fall in far, as far as percentages go. Uh, we're only looking at, what, a 3% drop? Or, yeah. Uh, the actual consumption rate was down 3.1% of what... People would well, drink well, hundred or you know, five billion barrels, right? Before, yeah, like what's the problem here? And I mean, great. I mean, is down is down, yeah. And, and sales dropped uh, to wholesalers by five point one percent. This article kind of makes it seem like it's all doom and gloom. And granted, when you're talking on the scale of something like AB and Bev, five point one percent is a lot of money. So, I know, do but, they account for the split off of Molson cores in the U.S. as part of that drop in sales? Do they they included the rest of Molson Molson cores or Miller cores or whatever Miller cores when they acquired that worldwide, but had to split off the U.S. Is that all all that accounted well, for? Well, no. So this is actually what this is accounting for is the World Cup just kind of wrapping up and oh, okay. and basically the drop of sales was kind of 
offset by the boost that they got from the World Cup and the so, number of sales that they so got. There's that that there's so there's that much maybe being purchased at that's the World Cup. That's all those uh, foolish English people. Every time they would score, they would throw their beers in the air. Yeah. So that's why they sold so much beer during <laughs> yeah, the World Cup. Did you see those videos that, where yeah, they would, yeah. every time a goal happened, they would yeah. throw hey, beer in the air at the sports bars? Hey, here's that a, was here's so a, much fun to watch. It's just like a beer cloud going up whenever a goal gets scored. Oh, the bar the bar's the one that makes out in that one. They're like, hey, man, now you got to come buy more beer. A whole bunch of people need We have to mop, but you know, whatever. It seems like maybe this is the next big move for a brewery that wants to go viral is they'll come up with a beer challenge where you buy a lot of their beer and then dump it on your head and then say, hey, you know, blah, 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 you know, Divine Barrel. Yeah, the Divine Barrel shower challenge. That's right. I mean, I'm just feeling like, you know, if, if you're not because using the ice Divine, bucket so Yeah, the like ice bucket's out, man. Ago. You need to be using Divine Barrel beer, you know, for your shower. If you're not, <laughs> like, you know, like... I challenge all of you to fill up your bathtub with Divine Barrel beer. If I'm you're, just saying, if like, you're literally not bathing in grots, are you doing it wrong? I'm just saying. <laughs> Is Bill Brasky on this podcast, too? <laughs> Bill Brasky. <laughs> <To> Bill Brasky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just me and you. Like, I'm with you. But it's, Thank you. No, no Will Ferrell fans of the fan. Uh, so it's kind of hot around these parts. Boiling. <laughs> it's like segues. Yeah. Bill yeah. Brasky. Europe, segue, What's Josh? going on in Europe, Josh? Uh, so they're running out of beer bottles in Germany because there's a heat wave over in Germany, too. Wait, wait, wait. What's How the heat wave got to do with beer bottles? So all of Europe. So here's what's funny. Before we talk about the heat wave. So, well, uh, when it's hot, people get thirsty. They were talking about the, the London Marathon had a record number of like heat strokes and people passing out and sending people to the hospital because of the record heat wave in London. And they did something, you know, it's like 19.6 degrees Celsius or whatever. And I'm like, did my conversion. They were like, record heat in London. The, and I looked it up. It was like 74 degrees. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? No, the other day it was 90 degrees. Really? Yes. Well, during the marathon, it was like 74, and people were like passing out and stuff. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, it's hot in Europe right now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Very it's hot in Germany. So what's going on in Germany? They are running out of beer bottles because, as wow. well said, when, you get, when it's hot, you get thirsty. And one of the things that quenches the thirst very well, at least in my opinion, is a nice cold beer. Beer, especially when so, you're in Germany. Yeah. So the funny thing is, like, as a complete stereotype, I look at German beer drinking as you go to the beer hall, you buy the giant stein of beer, yep. and that's how you drink. Well, they also, they're also packaged beers. No, no, no. I, like, I get that, and I understand that, but, like, in my headspace, I equate German beer drinking to in the beer hall with, you know, the cleavage girls bringing around giant mugs of beer. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, I mean... <laughs> All the rest of the months of the year, I mean, you know, whatever. That's Bavaria. There's other parts of Germany. What? Yeah. So, uh, uh, no so, way. So the thing that blew me away about this article was Germans do not like beer cans, yeah, number one. Like, so I'm thinking it goes back to the whole Reinheitsgebot thing. They, like, will not put their beer in cans. It has nope. to be bottles. has to be bottles. And they are set up, like, a few states. Like, Iowa is a prime yeah. example. It's the BPA, man. They're afraid of the BPA. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh, it's deposits. You pay so, a deposit on yeah. the bottle. Yeah, you get packaged to go from the brewery. You have to pay them an extra 10, 15 cents. For the bottle. So your beer cost five euros or whatever they use there, euros, I guess, five euros. So yeah, it's like five, euros. Seven, five euros, 15. And then when you bring the bottles back or you take them to a grocery store or whatever, you get your 15 cents back for the yeah. bottle. So Yeah, it's just like a lot of states. Like and you said, Iowa is like that. They're like, running out of bottles. So back in 2012, I think they said another heat wave, they actually, uh, Weinstefana, Weinstefana, how do you say it? You were right. Weinstefana. Uh, they uh, they would not sell you beer unless you brought bottles back. It's like if you give them three bottles, they would sell you three bottles of beer. That's one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like no bottles, no beer. Yeah. What if you turned your never mind? Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. So um, there you go. Talk about glassware walking out the door. That's how you get glassware back. You bring me a glass back, I'll give you another beer. Yeah, exactly. Especially the deposit. And I'm only I mean. selling beer to people that bring glass back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine. So, I mean, like imagine doing that in a tap room. 
I mean, you know, like <laughs> making craft brew friends. You can have another beer, but bring me another glass. Logos on it. Just bring me a glass. No, no, no. I, I don't mean like <laughs> not, not from a standpoint of like bringing stuff home, but I mean just in the tap room environment. You know, Wells has gone on record as you know complaining about people who will not bring their dirties to the bar. I do it all the time. And Wells, you have actually, you've encouraged me. I bring back more than I, than I take. I always bring mine back, but now I'll grab some off the tables and bring them back to the bar yeah. myself. Be, like, come on. You, it's you, not that hard. You have to go tab out. You yep. have an empty glass in front of you. Go take the empty up and leave it at the bar when you tab out. It, if you, seriously? You know, I mean, it's instinct to me to just grab it. Like, why would Man, I want to leave I, it there? I have friends of mine that cannot wrap their head around that simple thing. <sighs> and I will like, oh, and, cool. And they probably got to go to your fucking barley wine chair, didn't they, asshole? <laughs> no. <laughs> Josh has hurt feelings. <sighs> All right, so Jeff. Uh, I just turned him down. He didn't get the invite. Uh, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> growing <laughs> up in Indiana, do they do the stupid deposit thing? They did for a while, um, but th- that was mainly for like soda bottles. Okay. You know, like the, the 10 ounce long neck soda bottles, and then that kind of went away. And um, I, I don't believe Indiana is, I think it's still like Michigan. Michigan, well, like, know, like forever, has done that. I mean, there's a yeah. Seinfeld yeah, episode like about Michigan, that. Connecticut, Alaska, and Hawaii. Alaska and Hawaii for obvious reasons. Right. Yes. Well, Iowa's yeah. another state too. So, yeah. so I think there's a few. The reason I wanted to ask you that, you know, Jeff and I both grew up in the Midwest, and you know how brutally miserable it is in the wintertime. And yet, I still would save those bottles so I could get my deposit back and, like, go to drive in the freezing cold because I wanted my deposit back. Yeah, I mean, like, you know. It, it's, it was like a dollar. It's not an insignificant amount of money, but, I mean, it was you know, dollar, it's, it's I mean, if, if there was a way to get, to get a deposit back today, I'd probably save more stuff. But today, you know, at least for us here in Charlotte, it's, you just recycle it. Right. Well, it used to be from the days before recycling where they reused. It was reusing the bottles. So, yeah. Exactly. I mean, everybody, there was yeah, basically a standard about. bottle. There was no, other than like Coca-Cola, all the beer bottles were just a beer bottle. Yeah. And now that deposits are going, you see everybody has their own proprietary bottle. Like yeah. Dogfish has a Dogfish stamped on it. New Belgium yeah. has a specific style. Everybody has a specific style. This has to be something like the bottle manufacturers are like, hey, you know what? If we get rid of all the bottle return, we can like sell more bottles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah, I, I notice. Well, you know, sometimes. Sorry, I was going to segue. Oh, okay. I, I was going to stay with this topic here for a second. All so right, I'll let you. I'll, I'll hand it over to Gavin here for a second. I, I know it's it's only been five months. Are you guys looking to package at all? Is that anything that's coming for Divine Barrel? Short answer: Yes. Long answer: We don't know when or what beers, but we are sitting in this beautiful barrel room with lots of barrels full. I'll say. Um, so we've got to put those somewhere, and those will probably go in bottles. Very nice. And we are we were in here for, alone for quite some time, so some may be less full than. Uh, yeah, I was noticing some <laughs> of the up. nails were out a little bit further than they used yeah. to be, but they're, they're a little damp right now. Don't right, pay any attention. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we will be doing some canning down the line too. Uh, we're currently figuring out what we want to make a lot of and get out there in the market. Um, but actually, it'll probably just be taproom sales for that too. Do you have particular beers that you keep on all the time as a? mainstay kind of I mean like not that I'm saying I'm not, not asking you to commit to those being what you package but I mean do you have a couple that that you keep around all the time so we have more so a couple of styles that we're liking to keep around um, as much as it pains us uh, we are keeping a New England IPA around but just one. Oh wow why, why does that pain you <laughs> please continue because it's not a clean beer and other things but 
it's a style that some people are doing really, really well and other people are doing so poorly that you just, I don't know, it, it gets you weird in the jaws, you know, you're, it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sit right sometimes. Now, there are very good New England IPAs out there, but, and we are trying to be one of those, but we are keeping a limited amount of those. We are trying to bring back the West Coast style IPA. Um, Amen. Yes, which thank is you. Huzzah, huzzah. Thank you. Oh my God, thank you. So excited the first time I came here and I saw that you guys, yes, you had a New England style and you had a West Coast style and I was like, thank God. Yes, and currently we have a West Coast IPA and double IPA. So. Yes, those are both going home in crawlers with me tonight, just to warn Not if I get to them first. Uh, we'll fight. We can I'm sure there's more. enough to go around. <laughs> Bet. Bet. And then Saison's, uh, we are trying to keep a few of those around, too. Um, just kind of, we, we want people to come in for a variety. Uh, that way, if somebody doesn't like a New England IPA or if somebody doesn't like a West Coast IPA, we have something else for them to try. And we're always trying to keep at least one dark beer around, too. I, I appreciate the fact that you're approaching it from that standpoint. I mean, a lot of the places that we go to... I say we, but a lot of places I'll, I'll go to. You're right. It's a lot of New England IPA. That's the hot buzz. Everybody thinks they got to have a juicy, hazy, you know, double dry hopped, blah, blah, blah. And there's a place for that. But much like the sour craze of two to three years ago, everybody's making them and they're not all good. And you go into a brewery and they've got two or three New England style IPAs with different hop additions because they're just trying to grab onto something. They may have one West Coast. They don't really care about it. There's maybe a Pilsner or a Lager. There's not much in the way of a, a clean beer, right? And I, I, I really like how you said that it's not that you hate the idea of a New England IPA per se. It's, the, it's just not a clean beer. And anymore, I, I know for Chris and I, that's something that we kind of resonate towards, especially with a hoppy Probably beer. my biggest gripe was the fact that I consider it lazy brewing. I know it's a style now when people are intentionally trying to make hazy IPAs, but being a former home brewer knowing people that brew, and it's like people take used to take pride in having a good, clean, clear beer, and well, it just became like lazy brewing. It doesn't have to be a lazy beer. It can be, and that's kind of the issue. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's the trick, right? Because you, you don't – if I walk into a brewery, I can't very well ask the question, hey, uh, is your New England IPA – like a quality-made New England IPA, or is it just lazy brew? Thank God people are now <laughs> labeling them. You would, you know, six months ago, you'd walk into a bar, and it just says IPA. You don't know whether you're getting hazy or West Coast. And now people are making a point to say it's hazy or New England because people are asking for it. Right. So it helps me know not to order that one. Period. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love a good hazy IPA when it's done right. When I get that yeast burn, it, I just... I can't drink another one for quite some time because it just it gives me this weird visceral reaction. So. <laughs> yes, yes, and and Wells has brought so many to the show. Uh, Josh has Stockholm syndrome, and uh, you know now it's starting <laughs> to seek some of them out. You'll be fine. Yeah, but uh, you know, some of them are good. You know, to your point, I mean, some of them are really, really good. Yes, and refreshing. It's, yes, and then some of them are just so just awfully terribly bad it makes me never want to drink another one and it's it's always I, I have yet to have enough and have with enough frequency to know what i like and what i don't like i just know when i have it mm -hmm. yay or nay and yeah, it's very it's like polarizing pornography, you know you know when you see it so it, it is funny and i'm going to ask you guys something so and i know josh you'll know and i know wells you'll know and gavin i'm, I'm assuming you'll know um one of the flaws that comes up quite frequently in west coast ipas is diacetyl or buttery flavors I don't think I've ever had a New England IPA with a diacetyl or buttery flavor. 
I don't know if maybe it's just because I don't try enough because I don't like them. Or yeah, no, you haven't tried enough. I okay, have. yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't trying enough. That, okay, is, that is end of thing. discussion then, because I was just thinking: are the other flaws overweighing, or not flaws, but like the hops and the yeast overweighing this? Because I've just not had a diacetyl bomb in New England IPAs. Some beers are like you can compare it to an acoustic versus versus an electric guitar. You can just turn on the distortion pedal and totally cover up stuff, but that you can still find in a lot of. I just don't drink enough of <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, you're lucky. Problem solved. Don't yeah. drink them and you won't find them. Exactly. Exactly. Touche. So I have a, an interesting question I want to pose to you guys. So what if I told you, Oma Gang, we know Oma Gang. Yeah. Oma right? Gang, yes. Yeah. Yes. What if I told you they were going to make an hazy IPA? <laughs> <laughs> He's already laughing. Uh, and what if I told you this is going to be their first canned beer ever and it's a hazy IPA? <laughs> what if I told you a Trappist Monastery was going to make a hazy IPA? What so I, I don't want to you. say, like, like, I hate to be the one that says, uh, you know, they're an also. We also want to do that. You know, us too. <clears throat> Me too. Uh-huh. All that kind of stuff. Um, Oma Gang making a hazy IPA that they put in cans feels like such an attention grab. Is it worse than their Game of Thrones beers, though? I won't touch their Game of Thrones beers. Right. I don't know. It had the barley one. It wasn't terrible. Their very first one they put out wasn't terrible. The blonde, yeah, it was, it was like okay. That one was pretty good. And the other, they just went downhill real fast after yeah. that. The red one was so yeah, terrible, atrocious. So maybe the bigger question is, what the hell's going on in Oma Gang? <laughs> I don't know, but there's a beer. <laughs> so they're that putting, called okay, Neon Rainbows. rainbows neon and it rainbows. is their fucking hazy IPA. Yeah, so our, our next article here, man, rainbows are the name of your. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So our, oh. our next article here is really about <laughs> drinking your work when naysayers become IPA makers, and it starts off with Oma Gang. Oma Gang is actually making a, a hazy IPA, and they're canning it. Four-pack, 16-ounce cans from Oma Gang. Yep. Uh, it's called, what was it called? Rainbow. Rainbow Maker. Rainbow Neon Maker. Rainbows. Yep. Uh, they're a hazy IPA. And it, it was Rainbow like, you know, hey, people want it. We're going to make it, and we're going to sell it. And there's already people lining up for it. It's, and and it's I got to imagine that it's, it's similar to, like, so we pick on Old Mac a lot because they're local, they're German style, they're, it, it, and people walk in excited about that brewery and then walk out pissed because they don't have an IPA, a double IPA, a hazy IPA, and a New England style IPA. So hey, people bro, are pissed off because they can't be bothered to do their own homework. Well, well, there's that. But, I mean, you know, people want what people want. And so I understand kind of to a degree. Sometimes but, the customer's wrong. Yeah, well, if they want it and they're going to buy it, then you kind of have to sell it or else you're going to miss out, right? So you guys have a New England IPA on tap because people want it. You don't necessarily yes. like it. It's not necessarily a clean beer, but people want it, right? So you're you're missing out on a segment of people that would probably come in and don't have a New England IPA. They may drink a beer and but leave. But that's kind of why I like OMB because I can go there and get a really great Pilsner or a really great Dunkel, and I am happy. Right. There. You know why yep. you're going. Exactly. Yes. I know it is a destination for me for a yep. great lager. Yep. And I have seen people walk into OMB. We talked about this on the last show. Not the last show, but the last recording. Uh, I've been in OMB before where a group of four or five guys would come in and say, what IPs, what IPAs do you have on tap? And they say, we don't have any. And then they leave. They don't even order a beer. They're gone. Well, bye. Yeah, exactly. See you. <laughs> this, this is a German beer establishment. You, you're going to get what you're going to get. So um, you know, kind of on the article, one of my favorite quotes I've seen in beer in a long time from the Omegain guys, they talk about the rabid fans of of the style, meaning New England IPAs. All New England IPAs are pretty good to people that are fans of the styles. Use your microphone, voice. Wells just sighed. But to guys like me who are sick of the monoculture they create, they're all bad. And I I was like, monoculture in New England IPAs, that was an interesting concept. But you look at some breweries, all they do is New England IPAs. That's all they're going to do. They're not going to brew anything else but like 10 different varieties of New England IPAs. And I cannot differentiate them 
between the ten, the ten that they brew. They all taste the same to me. But we have seen that where a brewery will start down that path, and then they do the typical, we're releasing four packs at $16 a four pack, and they're basic cans, and they're stickered, and they sell out. And you know what? They're, they're having success with it. They're not having my dollars, but they're having somebody's dollars. Otherwise, Some, they wouldn't keep doing it. Something I find interesting with this New England IPA style is we had the black IPA, we had the white IPA. Those kind of came and went really fast and didn't cause a ruckus. But New England IPAs are creating such a, a blowback in the brewery culture that yeah. you know, because they're so popular so quickly and everybody's talking about them, clearly, because we are. Right, and it's really interesting to me that those two styles faded so quickly, but yet New England comes out what two years, three years after the black IPA hit yep. and the white IPA, and it's like holy longer than crap. that. I mean, five, six five years, years after okay. black IPA. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah, it, it seems like, and I, I know we said this last show, this is like sours that will eventually fade, but right now this is the. It's big not going to fade. Thing. It's going to normalize. Well, there you right? go. Right, I mean, you know, and and you're going to see like right now you've got that rush for everybody to make one and you know eventually there's going to be a shakeout where the people that are doing them well will continue to make them and those that aren't will stop so kind of back so kind of back thing to the, uh, the surprises right, in the exactly. article so you've heard of monkish brewing right oh yeah monkish you've heard of them wells uh-huh. they're, they're doing a new england ipa now yep they have a they have a sign on their wall that says no msg no ipa and now they're brewing wow a New England IPA. So much with for that. MSG. Spencer Travis <laughs> Brewing. Yes. Yeah, Spencer Dude, MSG Travis IPA Brewing is out of Massachusetts look. is brewing a New England IPA now. And they're saying just because you're a Trappist doesn't mean you can't brew a non-Belgian style because it's still over, overseen by monks that are certified. And we have to a pay bills. A monk with his head in his hands going, As where Gavin did I go? And here's the next one that's going to blow you away. So I was in California last week and uh, I went to my local haunt, my local craft beer haunt in California. And I asked the bartender who I know, because I go there frequently, I was like, hey, what do you have that's new? And he was like, hey, grab these. Uh, uh, there's two IPAs I have on tap right now from this, uh, this brewery called Offshoot. I'm like, where's Offshoot from? He's like, oh, they're down in Anaheim somewhere, somewhere Orange County. And I'm like, okay, cool. He pours one New England IPA. I suffer through it. And uh, I was like, it's pretty good. And then he pours another one from Offshoot. And I drink it, and I'm like, this one's pretty good. So, like, uh, the theory I have is I like the Imperial New England IPAs better than the regular, I guess, for whatever reason. Uh, and here I am reading this article, and it says, hey, offshoot brewing. It's an offshoot from the brewery. The brewery is brewing yeah. New England IPAs now, but they don't do it under the brewery Wait. label. So it's not the brewery, and it's not Cherry or It is the brewery. The same people that make Chocolate Rain and all the Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, chocolate but they didn't rain. want to taru. They didn't want yes, to, uh, they didn't want to uh, as for lack of better terms, contaminate their brand or dilute their brand of their style that the brewery was doing. So now they're brewing New England IPAs so under the name brand of Offshoot. We don't want to dilute our brand, so we're going to make a third brewery within the brewery. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, here's my favorite out of all of this besides Oma Gang. Jack's Abbey is making New England IPAs. <clears throat> I, I quit. I quit at this point. <laughs> Let's just move on. Let's Done. just move on. Again, you know, to, to the points that have been made, it will normalize. It's to, to, to Gavin's point, you know, like it's it's incredibly vivid right now how much is out there. Yeah, more so than I think the sour craze even was. Yeah, true. And it'll die off eventually when the next new thing comes out. And dear God, if it is glitter activated charcoal beer, I'm out. I, I mean, we're we're gonna end the show. We will end the show. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> 
We're done. Don't make promises you won't keep. Oh. So on a positive note, <laughs> you want to end the show on a, or end the news on a positive note? Well, no, not really, because Movie Pass is dead. You know, it's, wow. it's basically bankrupt at this point. But yeah. there's a place. Who in ever Austin, thought that was going to work? Right. But there's a place in Austin. Well, that they wanted decided. people to start going to movies, and it worked. People now people yeah. are going to the movies so frequently that they're not making a profit because they use their Movie Pass. Exactly. And now there is a place in Austin that is doing the same basic concept, and it's called Pint Hub. Pint Hub, spend $9.99 per month and get a free beer per day at participating breweries. That would, Wills would bring bankrupt that on his own. That is incredible. It'll, it, they can't do that in North Carolina, I don't think, because of the beer laws here. But in Texas, apparently they can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a fascinating concept. And I guess Texas is big I, enough. I would sign up, like, immediately. If they brought that here, I would sign up, like, Well, today. yeah, 10, ten bucks to for a beer a, a day. A beer a day. I mean, if I, mean, I, if I even only go out twice, twice a month. Twice a month, you made your, you broke yeah. even. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how this is a, a sustainable business model either, but. Well, because it's spread out over different breweries, right? So it's not a single corporation eating all of that. Okay. Profit, right? Okay. And the thing okay. is, so is, you this go like to a movie pass, but for beer. Yeah, but yes. So, so like, think with Where the movie. Where have you been? Think with the, think with the movie Wake pass, up. though. You're gonna you're gonna spend your money and you're gonna run out of money to movie day. Broke. You're gonna go see that one movie and then you're gonna go home. Right. Where with the brew pass, right? What's it called again? Pint Hub. Yes, Pint Hub. Pint Hub. You're going to have your Pint Hub. You're going to go to a brewery that supports your free beer, and then you're gonna have another beer that you pay full price for. Yep, and your friend, you're not going to go drink alone. So you're going to bring friends who may <laughs> or may not be Pint Hub people. Again, are we are talking about well, very well. So I think that I think this has great opportunity. Actually, I don't think they're going to bankrupt because they're spreading it out among different breweries. I, and I there's other it, beers on top of that free beer. Yeah, I think it all depends on whether or not the system gets gamed. Do they have hazy IPAs though? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good question. No hazy IPAs. So far, no. I don't see that in the list. I'm looking at their list current of current offerings, and no, no hazies. But you never know. Probably some session IPAs. Uh, there's a anytime ale. I have no idea what the hell you would consider that. An AIPA, a hoppy pale, anytime. And, like and, a session. And I, and, I, and I feel like I feel like an important side note of this model is that it isn't like I can come to brewery A, get my pint, and then go to brewery B and get another pint. And it's free. a pint per day. It's yeah. per day. Right. So you know, like, and I'm not going to go get a 15 percent Russian Imperial Stout. They're going to give me the pale ale. Well, yeah. even if they did, you'd be okay because you're going to get a pour, whether it's a pint or whatever a normal pour is. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, even if they had an Imperial Stout, they're not going to give you a I full like the pint concept, of that. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of it. I hope it doesn't go bankrupt. The only people that are allowed to drink 22 ounce Imperial Stouts is me. <laughs> Where'd you get the glass, Jeff? I got it from Divine Barrel, and it's glorious. Woo. All right, are we ready for a break? Yep. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back in 30. Welcome and to Gavin Drinks All Our Beer. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, uh, it's time for Bite and Buy. How does that work? Hey, this and we're back. Be a little different this time, right? Yeah, so we're going uh, to approach Bite and Buy a little differently this time. You know, so uh, first off to Gavin again, thanks again for allowing us in here. Yes. Uh, really cool place. Um, so it doesn't really feel right for us to necessarily buy no buy. So we're going to approach it a little differently. Uh, we'd love for you to kind of talk us through the beers. Um, kind of like, 
whatever you want to say about each one, and sure. then we may have some things to chime in. We're not really going to buy or no buy it because that'd be kind of unfair. Uh, but I think it is. I, I think it's valid for us to at least go through and I tap that. Yes, absolutely. of course. Um, oh, yeah, you know. So because you know, again, I mean, like I, I feel like for all of us, we would have probably bought all of these, you know, at least as a pint, if not as a, at least a taster. Um, but you know, definitely, I tap that feels like that needs to be a thing. Yep. So. Um, Again, th- thanks again for having us. Oh, guys, um, thank you for being here and, and th- uh, hanging thanks for out. drinking all of our beer. And, yeah, yeah, uh, I'll no. drink. Is there any left in these cans? <laughs> yeah, no. Why don't you talk about that first beer that you killed? I mean, uh, uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, well, that was that first beer that I killed was a uh, sneak peek at our four o'clock release today. Uh, uh, it's beer. already, it's it's our yeah. It's already four o'clock today. It's next week. It's already released last week. Yeah, it, we released it last week. Um, anyway, it's called Lager Room Talk. Uh, kind of hey, like we happen to be in a room talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. isn't it fitting? Yeah, we it, uh, are, are technically locked. No, we're we're barrel aging beer in here. <laughs> barrel aging um, beer room talk. This was a collaboration with High Branch. Um, They're in uh, Concord. High Branch. Concord. We we've had their stuff. They they yeah. did that. Uh, they did that cherry sour, right? Uh, Wells, back with me. Was they that? make real yes. good beer. Hello, Cerise. Yes, that was. Fantastic, and they make excellent hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, ninja slippers or something. That was a oatmeal ma- stout, milk imperial stout. milk stout. Yeah. yeah. What was their saison? They just can't. Uh, tweener. That was really good. I haven't had it. I loved tweener. Uh, anyway, it was a collaboration we did uh, a while ago with High Branch. Um, when when Ben and uh, High Branch got together, they're like, "What do you want to do?" I don't know. Not a hazy IPA, though. They said. So, <laughs> oh, wow. They said, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, let's do a lager and something highly drinkable. Um, just something we can crush and that we can put in one of our 20 ounces because we like doing that. Um, we like four o'clock in a 20 ounce glass. What's that? Taps at four o'clock in a 20 ounce glass. Yes. Four o'clock last week. That's right. Tick, 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 tick. It tick, may tick, be tick, gone tick, by tick. now. Yeah, it Wrap may it be up. gone by now. Because Wells. Yeah, because we only have six barrels of it. Because uh, High Branch has some, too. Uh, but, yeah, we like to have beers that we can drink. So low ABV and crushable. Cool. Yeah, very, uh, very good. I, I really like that. It had that kind of like, uh, it's funny you call it locker room, locker room talk, because it kind of had that like uh, sweat sock kind of uh, lager bit to it. But I loved it. It was real good. Really Big fan it. of uh, Hoppy Lagers, number one. Um, I'm an even bigger fan when lagers are done properly. This was a properly made lager. Uh, big fan. Really, really like thank that you. One. So thank you for uh, giving us the sneak peek on that one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're special. <clears throat> by the way, Chris, have you had Colette's Pills yet here? No. You need to. Imperial <laughs> Pilsner, what, 7-some percent? So that's, seven, that's a thing yeah, before seven, we leave. Five, sorry. Yeah, before. That's a thing before yeah, we right. leave. Yeah, that thing is delicious. Like, I, last time we were here, I got a, a crowler of it. Like, Sweet. Best, best accident Yes, it was a happy accident. Really? Yeah. You want to talk about that one at all? Now that we have to talk I, about it. I'm not the full-on expert because I'm not Ben the Brewer, uh, but it we may have overshot our ABV there. Um, <laughs> it happens. Um, but hey, you know. In homebrewing, we don't call that an happy accident. We call that accident. a bonus. Happy. A 7% Pilsner. You didn't overshoot your ABV at all. <laughs> For whatever do you mean, sir. All right, um, Jeff. Uh, love that beer, though. What's the next beer? Uh, then we did uh, Cadillac Sorry, Rainbows and all the spaghetti. That's not the f- that's the full name, I guess. Cadillac Rainbows and all the spaghetti. We are definitely running out of beer names. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so, actually that's a fish so, lyric. So, yeah, fish so lyric. Gavin, actually, yeah. we, we have talked about it on the show a lot of times uh, uh, we see that uh, brewers are complaining they're running out of beer names. I'm like, this is ridiculous. The, the dictionary is huge. Just pick random yeah. words and put them together. Just I listen to any music. I don't know that song. Yeah, so, so what's Haley's the reference comment. on this? What's, who, who does this song? Haley's Comet by Fish. Oh, my God. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know Fish I had words. I should have known. Shush. <laughs> yeah, actually, Ben is on his way to Alpharetta, Georgia right now to see Fish three days in a row. Oh, Hey, boy. Chuck, look out for the guy from Divine Barrel. It's kind of like rainbows and lots of spaghetti. I'm, I'm pretty I sure Chuck balls, is not so going to a get fish ready. concert. There you go. You don't know that, man. That's yeah. awesome. could be into fish. So, yeah, we, we fruited this beer with 500 pounds of fruit. Um, that was a lot. Uh, yeah. Passion fruit, pink guava, mango, and peach. And guava. Jeff talked about guava oh, last dude, year. Dude, I'm telling you, guava is the new, the, new, uh, the new grapefruit. Yeah. But it, I love it. It's, it's a little sweeter, um, but, yeah, really, really good. Um, and, man, when we pulled that stuff out of the fermenter, it looked like baby food. Uh, oh, So after we pulled out all the beer, it was just like, oh, man. But, again, the beer came out really well. I think it's, again, clean uh, and just easily crushable uh, that again 4.6 percent that's that's what we want that's a berliner vice right yes yeah and this is this actually had the qualities i like in a berliner, berliner was the fact that i could feel it in the back of my jaws but it didn't peel the enamel off my teeth correct i really yeah. liked it we don't want that out of our our uh, kettle sours we don't want you to peel the enamel off your teeth really yeah just enough acidity yeah yeah it's really really good i i, I love this fruit combination uh anymore i mean guava's like I see guava, and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do that. And I, I have yet to have any guava beer that I've really been disappointed in, which I shouldn't blindly accept all guava beers. But um, man, this is real good. Really like this. Thank one. you. I'm, I'm definitely getting one of these to go. I mean, it's so delicate, but still so flavorful. Oh yeah. I mean, you can have a little four percent beer that's like, oh, hey, cool. I'm just a little whisper of a thing, but I but it can yell. Yeah, yeah this one out by the pool tomorrow. Like this is gonna be happy times. Mm-hmm. It'll if, disappear quickly. If you get to go to the pool tomorrow, because, you know, rain. It's only going to rain for two hours tomorrow. Hey, man, yeah. if it's not lightning, why would you not get in the pool? I'm just saying, you're going to be yeah, wet you're anyway. Right. You're already going to be wet. Yeah, true. All right. Never Valid understood point. that it's raining. I can't go to the pool thing. Yeah. Go to the pool anyway. doesn't matter. All right. Valid point. Uh, Gavin, what's the next beer up that we had? What's that? The next beer up. Next, next beer, up. beer situation is the boss. That boss. is another music reference. It is not referencing Jersey Shore. Or the Lonely Island? (laughs) Or Lonely Island, correct. Uh, This is referencing something that Steve Parrish said uh, in one of the Grateful Dead documentaries. He was their roadie for, I think, 35 years-ish, maybe more. Big Steve. Yeah, Big Steve. He has an awesome show on uh, Sirius uh, XM that I listen to every Thursday. The Big Steve Hour. Yep. And man, that guy sounds like Tommy Chong, but he remembers everything. I mean, you know, sometimes you just... Listen, there's this time that we were at this hotel, and you know, Jerry boots, was a little man. like out of it, but usually, he, you don't want your roadie to remember shit like that, though. It's like, right. dude, come on, man. He did so many drugs, and he remembers everything. He had to have written well, everything down. that, or he's just really good at making stuff up on the fly. Yeah, he yeah. didn't tell and a he, story about his boots for about 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, but yes, this is that double dry hopped, uh, hazy IPA. Uh, this one, I think this is our third batch. Um, came out at 6.5%, so it is our highest uh, New England IPA, uh, highest ABV so far. Uh, we are brewing another one next week, or technically this week. 
uh, as we're listening. <laughs> Time travel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but Eldorado, Galaxy, Citra. Uh, this one came out a lot more lemony to me than our last batch. Last batch, I thought, tasted a lot like orange juice, which... It tasted like Sunny D, buddy. Yeah, Sunny, sunny D, that's right. Freaking D. Yeah. Purple stuff, yeah. some Sunny purple, D. Purple so you already drink. hit me in the, in the right spot. So I, I do like uh, sunny Galaxy D. and Citra. Uh, I like Galaxy and Citra in this. And uh, I don't know if you can tell just the conversation we had. I'm not the biggest New England IPA fan yeah. on the show. Um, I do like this one because it has some bitterness to it. There, there is some bitterness to this. It doesn't taste like a... I hopped everything at Flame Out and here's my Juice Bomb lineup, boys. Um... This yeah. is good. I, I really enjoyed this one. This is a pretty good one. Thank you. Yeah, well, so as the resident New England IPA. Uh, the resident flock boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hayesbra. He went there. He went there. As the resident Hayesbra. Where are you at on this one? I'm definitely buying this. I mean. I we're know. not buying. We're, we're not really, buying. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I remember coming here. I can't remember what the occasion was, but it was when that beer first went on tap a few weeks ago. And that, that it, was, it was straight Sunny D. It was amazing. I yeah. ran through a ridiculous amount and think that, uh, you know, like, oh, thank God I didn't drive here. Because um. <laughs> I would say a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, so, Wells, you either typically work at one of the two Salud locations up or downstairs or you work here. Yeah, like, when don't I really work for them, he but work you, for them. when yeah. I work, when, I really when he's not working location. for heist, yeah, he's not <laughs> working for heist. And when he's doing when his I own. really need to, like, just get out of the house and like when I'm not getting anything done at home. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I love coming to either of these three places because f- most importantly, they open at noon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but just because you open at noon and your beer sucks, I'm not going to go. Right. But if you're open at noon and your beer's good, then you'll catch me here once a week. Cool. Final beer? Yeah, final beer. All right, that's got? the big Lubelski. Uh, this beer is an all-time favorite of the beers that uh, Ben has brewed. He's been doing this one for quite some time. It's a Polish-style Grazer, a Grazinski, um, brewed with 100% oak-smoked wheat malt, and it's a five-step mash. So for you homebrewers <laughs> out there, uh, that's a <laughs> lot of work. I've done step mashes before in five, really. Yep, I've, yep. I've done two, and I hate it. I've never even yeah. heard of five, actually. Yeah. So, But this beer comes out uh, just... Lightly smoked. Uh, it's a great beach beer to me. I'm like you're walking by some campfire at the beach, and you're like, "Oh, I want a Grazer." That's that's kind of what I think of. And uh, while this is a hard beer to make, I think it's a, a great passion of Ben's because he just, when we pour that first one and it's ready, it's it's awesome. And we're gonna do a special version of this coming up soon. Um, brew what'll be our third batch. And as soon as some ahi limon peppers are ready, we will be putting that in there for a little bit and pouring that on tap. Different, different than jalapeno pale ale from Birdsong, different flavor profile, but really meshes well with the smoke. What a smoked pepper beer. I mean, like, that sounds really interesting. It's so good. And honestly, we, the last time Ben did it was just for a homebrew batch months before we opened. And... I didn't want to drink the last one because I just wanted it to be there forever. <laughs> That's always a good sign. Yes. That's a yeah. great sign. So the first smoked beer I ever had was, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Oxlorinka, whatever it is. 
the German. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, and it tastes. Oh right, right. That one we had that uh, Hardest sent us. Yeah, Oxlernerka. Uh, 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 yeah, whatever the hell and, and, it is. Uh, Daniel Hardest is like, oh hey, you guys are doing Mertzens. Yeah. Here, have this one. And we're that like, was the first smoked beer I ever had. And oh. It basically tasted like you were licking the bottom of a fireplace. It was so much, mm. and, I, and I and then I avoided I like smoked beers from then on, uh, and then. I had the triple C which girlfriend. It yeah, used to be it's called, called girlfriend. Smoked, smoked amber. Before. Smoked amber, but now it's called girlfriend, and that, yeah. that made me realize that not all smoked beers are going to be licking the bottom of a fireplace. Yes. Uh, and then I have this one, uh, and something about smoked beers I've come to appreciate is balance. Right? It's not just about hey, I'm making a smoked beer, so let me make it smell you know like pour liquid smoke in the barrel or right. whatever uh this has nice balance to it this is something i could drink very easy drinking smoked beer i think is the right word for this yeah uh not something you're gonna take a couple of sips and like say I, i'm out right. um easy drinking light smoked beer um quite quite enjoyable like you said i i could see walking on the beach at night walking by a campfire and going hey that reminds me of this beer. Right. I and, I, see that. and I was going to say, so smoked beer, especially for me, we have a very tumultuous relationship. I, I have not enjoyed any of them that I've ever had. Uh, even the Triple C Girlfriend to me, or the whatever you, you used to be called, was still too much to me. Like, it, it was just overwhelming. This seems to actually find, like Chris, you just said, it's balance. It seems to actually have a balance to it, where it's not overly smoky to the point where I'm just like a sip and I'm done. Exactly. Which, that shocked me, because this, this is the first smoked beer I think I've ever had where I didn't want to immediately drain pour it. And that, that's saying a lot. And it's available in 20-ounce pours as well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Big giant glass. This was the first Divine Barrel beer I had when I sat down with Ben for an interview some time ago. Uh, he had brought in a, a variant with the, the chili peppers, and I just felt like I've, no one in Charlotte's doing this. Uh, no one in Charlotte's doing anything close to this. And, right. and all I could think of is, okay, when the hell are you guys going to open? Because I want more of that. And true to form, when Divine Barrel ultimately opened and I showed up for the first time, that was the first beer I went for just to, just to see, like, can they pull off on the big system what was so carefully crafted on the homebrew? And, and this is delicious. Like, I'm not scared of a little bit of smoke, but this is just enough to to appease me, but also to appeal to people that might be a little put off by having smoky beer. This is nice. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Jeff, it's time for I Tap That. I Tap That. Uh, so of the beers that we have tried, not that we bought or no bought anything, um, man, what's the one we want to have on our kegerator at home? Um, you know, for me, uh, I, I have unashamedly petitioned the last two times that I've been here to actually put to, a to actually uh, get Divine Barrel to sell me a sixtal of Zest Intentions. It is, without a doubt, it is, spoiler alert, probably going to be easily in, in my top five when we do top five in a year. Um, I just freaking love that beer. Two more weeks, it'll be back. I will be here. Um, Same. Or by the time you hear this, one more week one because more week. math and science and all that kind of stuff. Um, that all being said, uh, if, if I couldn't have a Zest Intention Sixtal and you said, uh, well, you can walk out of here with a, a Cadillac Rainbows, I would say, well, okay. All right, I, I accept your terms. I mean, you know, it's not exactly what I wanted, but man, that Cadillac Rainbows, um, I, I am definitely grabbing one of those to go. It is 
like I said, I, I think guava just hits me in the right spot these days, but I absolutely uh, adore that beer right now. It's very good. I like it. That's my tap. Chris, what are you tapping? Man, so the uh, the Cadillac Rainbows was a very, very, very close second for me. I really adore and love that beer. Um, however, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap the one I went back for the second pour. The thing I requested a second pour of first, which was gone by the time I got back there, which is the Lager Room Talk. Love a hoppy lager. Like I said, I could put that on a keg and crush the shit out of it. What a great beer. Love it. Wells. Lager Room Talk was a close second for me. I'm going to have to swing back and do the Cadillac Rainbows. That was just excellent. Y'all are using fruit like like a scalpel. I really enjoy that. Josh. Uh, I've got to go with Lager Room Talk as well. Lager Room Talk is fantastic. That's why we space me and Josh out. We're always, we're always right. You guys yeah. can be wrong all yeah. the time. Uh, whatever. We're going to be right. It's okay. Yeah. You can be wrong all you want. Uh, Gavin. So I'm going to throw one curveball. I'm going to say Lager Room Talk of what we had, but then I'm going to say Dank Zappa, which I know you guys talked about before. Oh, yes. man. No, is that in the mix? Because that, that's, well, that, I mean, that's my number sure. one. We've had that, that on brewed. the show before, Yes, though. we have, and yeah. I tapped the hell out of that thing. I love that beer. I mean, my, the bartender's here. Well, hey, Gavin, what do you want? Well, really? Are you asking what do you me think? this one? Yeah. But now think? that Lager Room Talk is, is on tap, uh, it's so crushable, and uh, I like how it's a little dry, a little earthy. Um, yeah, I, I love Lager Room Talk. Cool. Right on. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Uh, since we're at the end of the show, you can go to craftbeercast.com. If you're not doing that already, find our old episodes. Um, subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. Rate and review us. Uh, it helps bring us to the more... Uh, I don't think we're ever going viral. That's not going to be a thing. But, no. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, we've got a, a, a Facebook page, if that's your thing. Uh, I always post the links over there. If you are a Patreon supporter, I post the links over there as well. You know, tell a friend. Let, let them know that uh, you heard these knuckleheads talking over at Divine Barrel, and so now that's your new favorite place because it's our new favorite place. Um, check us out. Hit us up on the Twitters. We love uh, interacting with you, at CBCast on the Twitters. You can find me at Jeff Kissel. How about you, Chris? Uh, you can follow me on the webs at NCChrisP. You can also find our shows on slash r slash craftbeercast on Reddit. I think me and Josh are going to start posting shows. Actually, I'll post them so I can get the karma, bitch. Yeah, you get the karma. Yeah, I, I have plenty them. of karma. So just upvote it when I post it, all, all right? right I will. So I'll get one upvote every week. You'll get two because I have two accounts. Sweet. All right, slash r slash craftbeercast on the Reddit. You can find me at NCChrisP. Wells, where are you? You can find me on the Insta Twits at all the Wells. Josh. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Gavin. Divine Barrel CLT on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and Divine Barrel Bruin on Facebook. Whoop, whoop. Right on. Uh, like Jeff said, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, hit our Patreon, do all those fun things, and we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Whoa. See ya. Sad, sad robot. Sad, sad robot. Sad, sad robot all along. You're a sad, sad robot. You're a sad, sad robot. You're a sad, sad robot. You're so alone, alone.